0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive Insurance, where drivers who switch could save hundreds on car insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates.
1: Warning, this podcast uses some unsavory language. Please be advised. From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira
2: Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. We have a great show for you. Four brilliant contestants are backstage deleting questionable Facebook posts. They're here to play our nerdy games, but only one will be our big winner. And today's special guest is Diane Guerrero. Diane is an actor who you've seen on Orange is the New Black and Jane the Virgin. She also wrote a powerful memoir about her Colombian parents' struggle to immigrate to America called In the Country We Love, My Family Divided. And she's adapted it for young adult readers. Uh, you know, not every memoir can make that transition. For example, I wrote a memoir. It's called... Screw everyone, sleeping my way to monogamy. (laughs) You cannot adapt that to a YA audience very easily. (laughs) I mean, what are you going to call it? Hugs with no regrets. (laughs) Our first game is about physical fitness, which might be a problem for our contestants who have only competed in the academic decathlon. First up, Jonathan Ferrantelli on buzzer number one. You work in post-production for films. Welcome. Thank you,
3: petrified to be here.
2: <laughs> Your opponent is Tyler Krause on buzzer number two. You work for a nonprofit after school program. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Jonathan and Tyler, the first of you who wins two games, will go on to our final round. In the United States, fitness is a $27 billion industry, and sometimes you need a wacky idea to stand out, which brings us to this guessing game. Real or fake fitness class? It's simple. We'll describe a fitness class. You tell us if it's real or something we just made up. We're going to go back and forth, so no need to ring in. Here we go. Jonathan, goat yoga. Real. Whoa, I didn't even get to the description. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: is that not description enough
2: <laughs> you're right I think he has you're right. done you're it before right. you, you could be like are the goats doing yoga or are fair, the goats with fair. you in yoga My but apologies. all I know is that Jonathan has taken goat yoga that's what I know uh, it is goats climb on top of yogis in, in the vinyasa class and then afterwards you get to snuggle and hang out with the goats and it is real it's <laughs> uh-huh. a thing yeah Tyler, Mermaid Fitness,
1: unleash your inner aerial. In this class, where participants swim in a pool while wearing a monofin that covers the entire lower body, just like a mermaid tail, real or fake? That sounds
4: like it would be difficult, so I'm going to go real. It is absolutely real. (laughs) All right.
2: Jonathan, high-intensity interval house cleaning. You may have heard of HIT, or H-I-I-T. This is... Heh <laughs> H-I-I-H. This fitness class for the neat freak uses moves like the fold and press and walking vacuum lunges. Classes are held in participants' homes. Real or fake?
3: I love it, but I'm going to have to say fake.
2: I'd love it too, but it is fake. Oh. Yeah, that's fake. <laughs> Sounds great, though. It's a good idea. Multitasking, right? Oh, yeah, I would do it. Yeah, right? Yeah, I don't
3: know that I need an instructor.
2: <laughs> you, you could lead that on easily yeah. on your own I always
3: sweat when I clean my house, it's fine Yeah, and like yeah. you
2: could do an advanced version At like a hoarder's house or something like that
1: Oh uh, yeah, with goats
3: With they
2: probably
1: goats? Have goats. Yeah. yeah, again, if you threw a goat in there It would make it even harder Because you'd have to clean up after a goat Yep <laughs> Tyler, laser fit Work up a sweat zapping your classmates While running around an obstacle course Players wear a special vest Fitted with a laser tag sensor and accelerometers that refill your ammo as you move, real or fake?
4: I'm going real, it sounds fun. I want to do it.
2: It is totally real, and I agree with you, it does sound fun. Yeah. Jonathan, pound fitness. This class lets you rock out while you knock out that extra weight with specially designed drumsticks and moves that incorporate rock drumming with the principles of yoga and Pilates. Real or fake? Fake.
3: I'm going to say that's real.
2: It's totally real. Yeah. It is totally real.
1: (laughs) Tyler, physio puzzle. In this hybrid boot camp class and escape room, you have 60 minutes to solve a series of puzzles and do a certain number of exercise reps. Do extra burpees or squats to get hints. Real or fake?
4: Escape rooms have gone too far. Fake.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're right. It's fake. (laughs) These are your last clues. Jonathan, juggle fit. Juggling burns 280 calories per hour. Why not learn an exercise that you can use to entertain your friends? Maybe you'll get a new job at the circus. Real or fake? Mm, I'm going real. Totally real. Yeah. Mm. Totally real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would be terrible at this. I've tried to juggle. I cannot do it at all. This would be the most frustrating and shameful class for me at all times. Yeah, time. with Just... or without
1: a goat. It would be impossible.
2: With or without <laughs> yeah. a goat.
1: Tyler, throwback fitness. It's phys ed, but for grownups. Play dodgeball, capture the flag, and other schoolyard games in between drills of rowing and push-ups. Real or fake? I think that sounds real. It does sound real, and it is real. You're correct.
2: You're correct.
1: <laughs> Craig Pliska. How did our contestants do? Well, they got every answer correct.
5: Um, You'll ring in to answer, if you're wrong, your opponent will win this round. Real or fake? Armored Combat League. Train in sword fighting and work up to full-scale battles with real weapons and protective gear. Tyler? Real. Real. That is correct, Tyler. Uh. And that means you are one step closer to the final round.
2: There is no I in team, but there is an I in quiz. And our next quiz is about sports moments in film and TV. But first, let's check in with our contestants. Jonathan, as someone who works in post-production, you don't love going to movies to relax because it feels like a job.
3: Yeah, it feels like my work has kind of ruined the joy of movies for me, <laughs> despite the glamour of my job. Yeah, yeah. So every day is a red carpet, you know. You, it's, you,
6: it's, <laughs> every really, day yeah.
3: is a red carpet. Like, I mean, look at me. Like,
2: yeah. Listeners, you may not know, but Jonathan is in a three-piece suit. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, you are part of this very cool after school program called Row NY founded 15 years ago by your sister yes okay and how do you like working with your sister
4: it's good Uh, she's not my direct supervisor but I get to see her more often than I would otherwise that's (laughs) for sure
2: okay that was that was beautifully vague (laughs) (laughs) I get to see her more
1: Yeah, I see her with my (laughs) (laughs) eyes that is a true statement
2: (laughs) Let's go to your next game. Jonathan, what is your favorite training montage in a sports movie? Well, I'm such a sports fan.
3: Um, (laughs) But I think my favorite has to be, remember in Ghost when he's trying to push the penny? With his mind and he just keeps trying to, Patrick Swayze, he's like trying to push the penny and he's trying to push the penny. It's
2: the greatest sports movie of all time.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He floats that penny to Demi Moore and it's done.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Tyler, what's your favorite training montage in a sports movie?
4: Um, I feel like the obvious answer here is Rocky, but I've never seen any of them. But I'm going to go with Creed, because I have seen that one. And Michael B. Jordan is great, and... Fun montage
2: Okay So this is an audio quiz called Put Me in Coach We're going to play a clip From a fictional coach or athlete You have to identify the movie Or television show it came from Tyler, you won the last game So you win this And you are in the final round Jonathan, you need to win this Or you have to go to a Mets game <laughs> <laughs> Here we go Your first clip is from a TV show
3: Clear eyes, full hearts Let's go <laughs> Jonathan
2: Jonathan
3: Friday Night Lights?
2: That is correct, yes. Clear eyes, full hearts. That's all you need to win, man.
1: You should be good at sports, too, though.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you can still lose if you don't know how to play. Yeah, you're right. What show is this cheerleading coach from? You think this is
6: hard? I'm passing a gallstone as we speak. That's hard.
2: Tyler.
4: I'm going to go with Glee.
2: Yeah, that's from Glee.
4: (laughs) Never seen it.
2: (laughs) It's a good one. That's uh, Coach Sue Sylvester, played by Jane Lynch. All right, what classic is this from? There's no
6: crying in baseball.
2: Jonathan. Uh, League of Their Own. Yeah, that's correct. (laughs) I think we can all agree Channing Tatum is inspirational, even when he isn't talking.
1: Some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them.
2: Jonathan.
3: Magic Mike.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the greatness thrust upon them. In my house. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, that is not what we're looking for. Tyler, can you steal...
4: That was actually going to be my answer as well. (laughs) Um, I don't think I know this one.
2: Okay, it's actually She's the Man. As we all know, Denzel Washington can motivate anyone to do anything. I'm going to tell
5: you all about how much fun you're going to have this season. We leave for camp, Gettysburg College, August 15th, 729 a.m., If you report at 7.30, you will not be playing football this season.
2: You will be watching.
4: Tyler. Remember the Titans.
2: Remember the Titans is correct. (laughs) Puzzle guru Greg Pliska, how did our contestants do? Once
5: again, it's a very close match, and in fact, a tie. Great work, both of you. I have a tiebreaker question for you. What canine led film franchise includes movies titled Golden Receiver, World Pup, Seventh Inning Fetch, and Spike's Back? Jonathan. Beethoven? No, I'm sorry, that is not correct. Tyler, do you know the answer? Airbud? Airbud wow. is correct, Tyler. <laughs> and that means, Tyler, you've run two games, and you'll be going on to the final round at the end of the show. Jonathan, we're sorry to see you go. Thank you very much. <laughs>
2: Coming up, our guest is Diane Guerrero from the television shows Superior Donuts, Orange is the New Black, and Jane the Virgin. In an opposite reality, she's from the television shows Inferior Fritters, Blue is the Old White, and Andrew the Slut. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from (laughs) NPR.
0: Support for NPR and the following message come from Sattva. Sattva luxury mattresses are every bit as elegant as the most expensive brands, but because they're sold online, they're about half the price. Visit com slash NPR and save an additional $200. Do you wish stories could unfold over three hours rather than
2: three minutes? You tired of doom scrolling? Trying to find humanity? Or maybe a deeper understanding? of why the world is the way it is, listen to Embedded, NPR's original documentary series. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.
4: On NPR's Throughline, We cannot function for 24 hours without cobalt because it's in our smartphone, our tablet, our laptop. And as a consequence, the lives of the people living in that part of the Congo descended into just a catastrophe
5: find NPR's throughline wherever you get your podcasts
4: This
1: is Ask Me Another NPR's hour of puzzles, word games and trivia. I'm Jonathan Colton here with Puzzle Guru Greg Pliska. Now here's your host Ofira Eisenberg.
2: Thank you Jonathan. It's time to welcome our special guest. She's an actor, activist, and author. You know her from Orange is the New Black and Jane the Virgin. Please welcome Diane Guerrero. (laughs) Diane, welcome to Ask Me Another. Diane, you went to Regis College just outside of Boston. Mm -hmm. You studied political science and communications. I did. How did you end up becoming an actor? I wasn't that very good at school. (laughs) Really? Yeah,
7: I, no, um, no, I really wasn't. I wasn't great at it. I went to school because I wanted to be, I wanted to be a number of things, really. Um, But I said to myself, oh, maybe I'll try out journalism. And and so I I started taking political science courses and communication. And then I was like, oh, I think I'm going to be a diplomat. Oh. That's really hard, too. Um, so then, you know, and then I, so then I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to figure it out. Maybe law school, who knows? Um, and then, yeah, and then I kept on trying different things until I got here.
2: And did you did you take uh, acting classes or did you just start auditioning? Like, how did that I, transition happen? Well,
7: I went to performance arts high school right. um, when I was a kid, I, when I was in high school. And so I was very familiar with the arts and I really loved it. When I left college, I started taking acting classes. So I just went to, like, beginning acting and beginning improv and So I kept on taking classes like that. Then I moved to New York, and I, I joined this uh, school that was sort of like a cult. Um, <laughs> it was scary, um, but it really did prepare me. But it helped. It, it did help. It helped. Yeah, yeah. They were certainly uh, big on thick skin. Um, oh, yeah. They, uh, they made me cry every day. Somehow I could not cry in a damn scene. <laughs> So I, what I did was I just started auditioning, and then I
2: started working. Yeah. Yeah. And this is graduation season, and you just gave a commencement speech at your alma mater. And you received an honorary doctorate of laws. How did it feel? Was it fun? Oh, God, it was great. Okay. It was great.
7: Yeah, great. and, I, and I've, I've been doing more of these um, within the last two years. I've been giving talks at different universities. Um, I've gotten better. <laughs> and so this one, um, it was special because I was actually getting a degree along with everybody else. And <laughs> I actually didn't, uh, get my degree, uh, from Regis when I went there. I was like a semester. You were a semester short? Like, yeah. Yeah. A few credits.
2: So this was pretty great. So it was pretty yeah. nice.
7: Yeah. But of course all I, I went to, a, it's a Catholic all women's college. Now it's not all women's anymore but you know all, all of my, um, the nuns because there were still nuns teaching there at professors uh, and they all came up to me and they're like this is nice but you can finish
1: <laughs> you, there,
7: you can finish you, have, you just have a, a few credits left and I'm like just leave me alone, okay, I'll take <laughs> online classes call me later <laughs>
2: Now, your big acting break came in 2012 when you were cast in Orange is the New Black as Maritza Ramos, a Bronx-bred character with Colombian roots. Now, it seems that this show managed the impossible. It's a huge ensemble cast where everyone supposedly liked each other. Uh, what is the secret ingredient? Just just be around women.
7: <laughs> <laughs> really? Just have everyone be a woman. Uh, <laughs> and that's... I, you know, from experience, it's it's a really great environment. You know, it's so funny because people, like, would assume, like, the opposite. Well, how, you know, how they've brainwashed us in the past. It's, like, catty women right. and, his, you know, the hysteria. Jealousy Jealous. and com- competition. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like, it, I mean, you can find that anywhere, really. But I think, I mean, I always have found myself very comfortable in groups of women and in spaces where it's, like, female-run. I mean, I went to an all-women's college. But this was definitely a progressive group, and uh, everyone really loved being there, and everybody was really excited to make something that was unlike any other.
2: Yeah, and, you know, what I find very impressive and particularly admirable about you is that you are 100% self-made because growing up, your parents and your brother were deported when you were just 14 years old, and you were forced to basically fend for yourself. Uh How did you manage
7: I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean. Um, like, well, I had, a, I, you know, I think I had a very clear um, at a very young age that if that did happen, I mean, I did grow up with the fear of my family being separated. That was always very present um, in our household. And so I was just always sort of like an outsider of look, looking in, especially yeah. because I was the only one in the family who was documented, who was a citizen. So anyway, I, I grew up very confused, but I always had a, Um, very clear in my mind that whatever happened that I was going to continue going and I was going to be strong and I was going to find a way to succeed. And and that that didn't mean, I mean, I didn't, I didn't think, oh, I'm going to succeed as an actor or this or that. I just wanted to succeed in life. I guess I just wanted to uh, figure out a way to be happy and to, um, you know, figure everything out and hopefully along the way help my family one day.
2: And in 2014, you wrote a very powerful op-ed piece for the Los Angeles Times about your brother, your brother and your parents' deportation. Uh What was it about 2014 uh, that you decided it is now time for me to tell the story Um, publicly?
7: I, I thought maybe my voice could be an asset yeah uh, <laughs> in yeah. some way because especially because of the people the people who are I was hearing like on the news um and on different talk shows really didn't when they talked about immigration it really didn't seem personal to me so i figured well how are these people representing my experience and the experience of millions um i know what this feels like i know what family separation is so it's not really That easy. It's not we need to have better conversations about this. And then I I decided, okay, I'll write something and see if it moves the needle in any way.
2: And what was the aftermath once that was published? It
7: was it was like cats out of the bag and then I had to do all this work. So I, I was like, I'm, I'm so tired. I'm like over here struggling in Hollywood. I'm like, nobody wants to give me a job, you know, unless I was, you know, some drug dealer's girlfriend. Um, and, and here I am putting myself in this position. I'm like, now I have to do all this work on top of this work.
2: Yeah. And it also led to obviously you deciding to write a book, a whole memoir based on your life. Yes. Uh, called In the Country We Love, My Family Divided. Mm-hmm. And now you not only have this book, but you've decided to publish it while it's being published. Your latest book is targeted towards a young adult audience.
7: Yeah, middle Uh, schoolers. It is
2: called My Family Divided, One Girl's Journey of Home, Loss and Hope. What is different about this version? Um, it's just like an easier
7: read, like easier than already the easy book I wrote. Um, and it's so did... funny. People come up to me all the time. And it's like, I loved your book. It was, I read it in one sitting. It's an easy read. I was like, yeah, I, I, uh, <clears throat> I meant it for younger students. <laughs> Those are the students that have been responding to the story. So I wrote it for them. Really, it wasn't intended for you, an adult. Um, so yeah, that's why you found it easy. <laughs>
2: And now, this memoir, your story, is being developed as a television series.
7: Well, trying.
2: Okay. I'm in talks right
7: now of developing um, either a series or a film. Um, I can take it in many different directions, but that's sort of like what I'm I'm getting into right now. Animated series, graphic novels, yeah. Yeah, I want to make it into a children's book. Actually, I'm very interested in that. And then, you know, who knows? (laughs) Dora the Explorer dose. (laughs) I don't know. You were voted. Don't deport my family, bitches. <laughs> It'll be that. She'll be, like, going, leave families alone. Gracias.
2: <laughs> Diane, are you ready for an Ask Me Another Challenge? Yes. Okay, fantastic. Diane Guerrero, everybody. Now, Diane... In high school, you were voted most likely to have her own television talk show. Also, Best Smile. And Best Smile. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so your quiz is I'd about just gotten my braces off that year. <laughs> it's just like, a, anyway. So they were, like, particularly straight and they beautiful. They were
7: really great, yeah. <laughs> it's all downhill from there after my retainers got lost,
2: but... You know. Uh, your quiz is about surprising celebrity superlatives. Uh, if you do well enough, Emily Lightly from Moorhead City, North Carolina, is going to win an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. Okay. All right, here's your first one. Sandra Bullock says her high school classmates voted her, A, most likely to brighten your day, B, most likely to be late to class, or C, most likely to become an FBI agent who goes undercover at a beauty pageant. Oh my God! All of those things are so her. <laughs> they are so her. I would say B. Most likely to be late to class. Yeah. Oh, th- yeah. You're making her high school classmates uh, more hilarious. Uh, <laughs> it's actually A. Mo- most likely to brighten your Damn. day.
7: I know is that one, but I just I don't know. I thought about uh, thought, Sandra, and she's always late to things. You know, in her
2: movies, she's always like,
7: <laughs> you know, running with her heels and her briefcase. That is an
2: amazing impression. That's just, just like jogging on she, the spot, I mean, she, yeah,
7: speed. She was trying to get to class.
2: (laughs) Speed. She was running late. She was running late. (laughs) Jillian Anderson of The X Files told NPR she was voted A most likely to get married first, B most likely to get arrested, or C most likely to surpass David Duchovny. Oh my God! She must have been really wild. at the B is um, or most likely. I'm gonna go A most likely to get married first because you thought she couldn't be that wild. I just... Yeah, she's a serious girl. Guess what? It's most likely to get arrested and she dressed like a rebel. She had a reputation as a troublemaker. On the oh, night I of her thought. graduation, she stuck into the high school to glue the locks shut as a prank, but was caught and arrested. Wow. I did not... I, I did res- First of all,
7: respect... um did not know that about her
2: all right oprah says her high school classmates voted her a most popular b most likely to become president or c most likely to hide a surprise under your chair (laughs) it's a it's most popular here's your last clue Chris Pratt's Washington State High School classmates voted him A. Class Clown B. Best Beard C. Best Chris
7: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny
2: because there so many <laughs> there's
6: so many there's
7: a, there's a bunch of them
2: um, A. Class Clown Class Clown is correct Yeah, he was voted <clears throat> Class Clown all right, Puzzle Guru Greg Pliska, how did Diane do?
5: Well, congratulations Diane, you did excellently, and you and listener Emily Go lightly will both win and ask me another Rubik's Cube.
2: Nice job. Diane Guerrero's new book, My Family Divided: One Girl's Journey of Home, Loss and Hope is out July 17th. Give it up for Diane Guerrero, everybody. Want our next special guest to play for you? Follow Ask Me Another on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. In our next game, we manipulate the English language. Who are we, gods? (laughs) Let's meet our contestants. First up, Kathleen Durkin on buzzer number one. You're a Latin teacher. Welcome. Thanks so much. Kathleen, did you study Latin in high school and college?
8: I did, since sixth grade. All right, so you've always loved Latin. Not quite. Oh. (laughs) Ironically, I dropped it in high school, but don't tell my students that. Oh. (laughs) uh... (laughs) And then what made you return to it? One of those things where you're in college, you have to choose a language. I thought that it would look really good on law school applications. I went for it and never turned back. Classics is my whole life, so.
2: And you were like, forget law. I'm going straight with the Latin.
8: Absolutely. I mean, what's more immortal? What can I say? That's right. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: Your opponent is Patrick Drizzling on buzzer number two. You're a high school special ed and social studies teacher. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Patrick, in addition to being a teacher, you love exploring cemeteries.
6: I do. Not in the weird way. Just a normal way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just a normal. Not like a Harold and Maude weird thing, no.
2: Right, but recently you had a wine and cheese picnic. Yeah, I feel like
6: there's not a lot of green space in New York, but Hmm. if it's going to be crowded, at least the crowd is a little bit below you. (laughs) Is that morbid? Sorry.
2: No, I was going to ask you to, like, sell me on it, but you did. Okay. (laughs) Remember, Kathleen and Patrick, the first of you who wins two of our games will go on to our final round. So we've got a word game for you called The End Is Nearer. Each answer is a two-word phrase made by removing the last letter of the first word. Let's go to our puzzle guru, Greg Pliska, for an example.
5: If I said, William Shakespeare loves getting tipsy at this pub, you would answer, Bard bar." Yes, think about it, right? You remove the last letter of the word barred to make the word bar.
2: They got it. They got, got it. it. You got I feel it. like you're okay, happy? It. Believe in yourself, you'll be fine. Don't believe in yourself, you'll probably be okay too. All right, here we go. This neighborhood is totally being gentrified by birds of prey native to the American Southwest. Who else can afford this expensive apartment?
6: give you a
5: little Kathleen hint. is uh, just
2: laughing Would you like a hint Sure Sure, sure.
8: Yes So please.
5: the expensive apartment is a clue to the second half and the bird of prey is the first half
8: Kathleen Condor Condo Exactly
1: Well done Oh I can't take any credit for that it was entirely due to the work of former Vice President Gore
5: Jonathan actually helped you by underlining vocally the word entirely, and then you want to think about Mr. Gore and his first name. Kathleen.
8: All Al?
1: All Al, that's correct. It was All Al.
2: Okay, how about this one? There's nothing like a sans-serif Helvetica-based typeface when you're formatting the lyrics of Puccini's Nessun Dorma.
5: So the first half is the name of a typeface, and you're going to cut off the last letter.
6: Aria, Ariel, aria, aria. There you go, yeah. Patrick.
2: <laughs> Opera meets fonts meets word game. This is NPR. Finally. <laughs> Only on this show.
1: <laughs> okay, let's try this one. A freshly hatched rooster or hen is all about this season's most stylish trends. Kathleen.
8: What is a chic chick?
1: Yes, I'll give that to you. It's chic chic is what we're looking for. That's right. All right, right.
8: great. Thanks.
2: I take it you enjoy Jeopardy. (laughs) Just a bit. Okay, here's your next one. So lustrous. Have you been polishing the front of your leg just below the knee? Kathleen.
8: Shine shin? Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. give it to you. Yeah, we're going for a
2: shiny shin, but shiny we'll give shin? You shine shin.
5: I always stop at that guy at Grand Central Station and get my shin
2: shin. <laughs> just the left one, just the left one.
1: You know what, though? I, I always hesitate because I don't like to take my pants off in Grand Central
2: Station. Not in Grand Central. That's part of the attraction. In the airport, it seems in the okay. the airport, it's okay. fine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I've got a bunch of extra pasta, bread, bagels, and other grain products. Maybe I can use them to fuel my automobile. Patrick. Uh, carb car. Carb car. You got it. Puzzle Guru Greg Pliska, how did our contestants do in this very difficult game?
5: I'd like to congratulate both of them on making it through. Kathleen,
2: you have won the first round. Congratulations. (laughs) Ask Me Another is appearing at the Nantucket Film Festival in June, and we need contestants. If you'll be in the area, put that lobster roll down and go to amatickets.org. Give us your email, and we will send you a contestant quiz. Coming up, Jonathan Colton will sing about money. They say a penny saved is a penny earned, which is why I always take a penny but never leave one. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR.
8: Jasmine Morris here from the StoryCorps podcast. Our latest season is called My Way, stories of people who found a rhythm all their own and marched to it throughout their lives. Consequences and other people's opinions be damned. You won't believe the courage and audacity in these stories. Hear them on the StoryCorps podcast from NPR.
2: Drake and Kendrick Lamar have been lobbing some serious accusations at each other, You've probably heard the diss tracks and wondered, what's just a low blow and what's actually criminal? I'm Brittany Luce, host of It's Been a Minute from NPR, and I'm getting into what's art and what's worthy of criminal investigation and who those accusations hurt the most on It's Been a Minute from NPR.
1: This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton, here with puzzle guru Greg Pliska. Now, here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
2: Thank you, Jonathan. Before the break, we met our contestants, Kathleen and Patrick. Our next game is all about currency. They say, more money, more problems. But if you're like me, you've also thought, eh, I'd work it out. (laughs) Kathleen, you and your siblings planned a pretty ambitious 70th birthday party for your mother in uh, Jamaica.
8: Yes. How did that go? It was great um, in planning the process, but when you're making connections... With
2: flights and...
8: So uh, my sister and I were meeting up in Philadelphia. We are supposed to get on the same flight, but her connection was late. So I put on the waterworks pretty extensively on the plane. Did it work? To the extent that the flight attendant, head flight attendant and pilot, got off the plane with something to do until my sister arrived. Yeah. Pretty good. I don't recommend this practice, but it nope. worked in that case. No, the
2: people here are applauding because they're like, that's how you do it. Uh, Patrick, your friends have often teased you about the fact that there are coins at the bottom of your shower.
6: Yeah. The best way I can piece it together um, is that you take a nap, and you're, it's warm in the summer, and then maybe coins fall out of your pocket, and uh, you take a shower after your nap, and that's where they end up maybe.
2: Oh, so the... Oh. <laughs> So, this you. The coins. Apparently, this
6: doesn't happen to a lot of people, but.
2: <laughs> I mean, first of all. I was well, not
6: that embarrassed by it, but. I
2: like that you're just napping, just covered in coins. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to your next game. Kathleen, what country do you think has the snazziest currency?
8: I'm going to have to go with countries like Canada or the UK. Their money has color, it's got women, something a little different. it got but, Women. Yeah, who would have thunk?
2: Yeah, it's true queens everywhere. <laughs> Patrick, what country do you think has the snazziest currency?
6: Any country that has like managed to poke holes and have interesting little shapes that lack any, you know, where the metal is not there but there's holes in the middle. It yeah. takes some dedication
1: to Right,
2: well, it's put not forth just that. like a circle and that's it.
1: Right. That's easy to make, right? Also Crap. when they have holes in them, they don't stick to you as easy.
2: <laughs> right.
1: I appreciate that.
2: According to the money exchange company Travel X, there are 180 different currencies in the world, 181. If you recognize my currency, Ophira Eisenbach's. <laughs> uh, so contestants, you have to identify a mere handful of them in this music parody game called Cash Rules Every Song Around Me. Kathleen, you won the last game, so you win this and you're in the final round. Patrick, you need to win this or you have to listen to my brother-in-law explain how the stock market really works.
1: We rewrote songs with the word money in the title to make them about global currencies. So ring in to identify the currency used in the place that I'm singing about. And if you're right, for a bonus point, you can give me the title of the song I'm parodying. You ready? Ready. Okay, here we go. To avoid all confusion, there is no collusion. She works hard here in Moscow, which is why she's paid in these. Patrick. Uh, the Ruble. Ruble is correct. For fake bonu- clues, fake clues. Fake clues.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is a good one. Uh, for bonus point, can you name the original song? She works hard for the money, Donna Summer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Here's your next one. Canada has this money. Australia and New Zealand. Singapore has this money. Taiwan and the place I stand Patrick The dollar The dollar is the answer, that's right For a bonus point, can you name the song that I sang very poorly? It's already out of my head, sorry Mm, No offense taken, sorry (laughs) The name of the song is Rhymes with which better have my money (laughs) Here's your next one Money First from Spain Now used by some ex-colonies post-Rain. Argentina and Chile. Also Philippines, Cuba, Mexico.
6: Patrick. Uh, Peso.
1: That's right, Peso.
2: Can you name the song? Uh,
6: Pig Floyd Money.
2: Yeah, you got it. Just for a visual in everyone's mind, uh, when I was nine years old, I took jazz dance, and for our number we did it to Pink Floyd's Money. We're in gold lemay unitars, and we rolled all around the uh, <laughs> ground, and then all of a sudden sat up with like, Bonnie! Uh, and we were nine. <laughs> That's remarkable for another
1: reason, which is that song is in 7-4, which is a, an odd time to dance to. We were advanced. Yeah was jazz dance, man. It was man. jazz <laughs> dance. That's why it's in seven, man. It's jazz. <laughs> That's right, man. Here's your next one. Norway, Denmark, Iceland, a very nice land. They use cash called this. Czech Republic, Sweden. They're proceeding to use a cash called this. Kathleen.
8: I was about to say, what is?
1: I'm glad you stopped yourself. What
8: is? <laughs>
1: do you have thriller. to say it in order to get the answer. Out. Is it I a under- crown? It is a crown. That's right. For a bonus point, can you name the song?
8: Too caught up on not saying what is to <laughs> remember what it is.
1: I understand. The name of the <laughs> name of the song was "Money, Money, Money" by ABBA. Okay, here we go. Finland, Belgium, Greece, Italy. It's like these countries ditched their separate bucks. Now they just use me. Kathleen. Euro. Euro, you got it. Can you name the song for the bonus points?
8: Mo Money, Mo Problems. You got it, that's right. Yeah.
1: This is your last clue. They'll stick to
8: using this
1: money They will withdraw from the union later Don't even bother with
8: negotiations
1: Thanks Brexit. Kathleen.
8: The pound.
1: The pound sterling. That is correct. For a bonus point, can you name the song?
8: If I say money in a funny voice, will that help? Money?
1: <laughs> it helps me, Kathleen, but it's it's the incorrect answer. It's that was called You Never Give Me Your Money. It's a Beatles song. Puzzle Guru Greg Pleska, how did they do?
5: Patrick is the winner of this game. And that means Kathleen has won one game, Patrick's won another, so we're going to go on to a quick game three. I'll give you a category, and you'll go back and forth naming things that fall into that category. The first contestant to mess up will be eliminated. Buzz in to answer first. Here's your category. Name the 10 largest countries by area. Patrick? Russia. Russia is correct. Kathleen? China. Correct. Patrick? Canada. Correct. Kathleen?
8: United States.
5: Correct. Patrick? Brazil. Brazil. Correct. Kathleen? Australia. Australia is correct. Patrick? India. India is correct. Kathleen? Greenland. I'm sorry. That's incorrect. The other answers were Algeria, Argentina, and Kazakhstan. Kathleen, we're sorry to see you go. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Patrick, congratulations. You're going on to the final round.
2: While Tyler and Patrick get ready for the final round, it's time for us to play a game. This is Wisdom of the Crowd. Puzzle guru Greg Pliska, how does this work? We asked a previous
5: live audience here at the Bell House to answer trivia questions with numerical answers. For example, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop? Now, we averaged everyone's responses, and now we'll compare the Wisdom of the Crowd to the Wisdom of Ophira and Jonathan. All right, here we go. According to the Encyclopedia Britannica, approximately how many stone blocks
1: make up the Great Pyramid of Giza? So a pyramid, what's that got, four sides? (laughs) I was there once, I was at this pyramid. All I remember is that it is very big. The blocks are pretty big, but not super big. This is is all technical terms. (laughs) Is that...
2: uh... Is that a,
1: your own units of measurement? You, I don't know how you figure this out. So let's we'll say one edge on the bottom, uh, say, I don't know, a hundred blocks. And then if it were a cube, you'd do a hundred times a hundred times a hundred, which would be a, a one with six zeros, which is a million. But it's not a cube, it's a pyramid, so it's going to be less. But I don't know by how much, because I don't remember my geometry but I'm going to say it's half. I'm going to say 500,000 blocks.
5: 500,000 blocks. These are very big pyramids. So
2: it's great. Okay, Ophira. 60. <laughs> 60 blocks? <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to say slightly less than yours to sort of even it out and give myself a shot. Uh, so I'm going to say mm, 400,000.
5: Four hundred.
2: <laughs> th- did someone just do a spit take? Yeah. Somebody thousand. just snorted
1: at you. It's very brave and smart snorting from the darkness, from the anonymous <laughs> darkness. Must be very proud.
5: <laughs> just to be clear, we were talking about the Great Pyramid. Yeah, oh, the, the Great one, the Great <laughs> Pyramid, yeah. not, the not the lesser pyramids, ones. not the mini pyramid, but the Great Pyramid. Yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody likes. All those. right. Don't so, Jonathan, you said five hundred
1: thousand blocks. Yes, yes Ophira, I Ophira,
5: you said four hundred thousand blocks. The crowd said there were 2,399,348 blocks. That seems like too many. The correct answer is 2.3 million blocks. Wow. The crowd was very close. Just
2: a little. Here's the next
5: one. According to a 2010 study in the Wall Street Journal, in an average NFL football game, for how many minutes is the ball actually in play?
2: Okay, this is American football, right? Yes. Okay, so what is that, three periods? (laughs)
5: I can't, I can't help you. You're going to have to work this out. Uh,
2: it doesn't seem like it's ever long enough that the ball is in play. It's always like a whistle, and they, get, they have how many tries? Four tries or something like that? Yeah. yeah Canadian football, it's three. It's harder. Um, <laughs> uh, um, you know, okay, so I'm going to say how about 40 minutes?
5: 40 minutes, got it? Collectively.
2: Okay. Yeah, total. Throughout the game. That total. seems like a Throughout lot of minutes. Now I'm game. making it exciting.
1: It does seem like a lot of minutes, but I, I don't know. I mean, there's two halves. Yeah. I used air quotes because yeah. I don't know if I'm correct.
2: <laughs> well, that's the, why there's a halftime show. I know this, that.
1: This is a sport where there's a lot of running and kicking and you jump on each other?
2: That's football? Yeah. yeah. That's, all right.
1: So there's two halves yeah. of a football <laughs> game. And they're each uh, 15 hours long. They take forever. Yeah. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of wasted time. There's a lot of they run down the clock for some reason that I don't understand. What time out? What's that? Who even knows? They punt, they huddle. I'm gonna say <laughs> <laughs> You guys are big fans, clearly. <laughs> I'm gonna say that it's uh I'm just gonna say it's fifty. Fifty minutes. Whoa. Five zero, fifty Five, minutes. Zero.
4: Okay.
5: So there are sixty minutes of actual time in the game, mm-hmm. right? Uh-oh. Ophira says 40 of those, the ball is in play. Nope, Jonathan says 50. 50. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably right. At least you didn't say 68 or something. The crowd thought that football, the football is in play for 38 minutes. Hmm. The real answer is 11 minutes. What?
2: You've what do they doing
1: the rest yeah. of the time? They, they
5: stand around, they dispute what happened during the 11 minutes, they uh, pause. That's terrible. Okay, so the crowd wins that one. <laughs> Congratulations, good work, Ophira, good work, Jonathan, and good work, previous audience.
2: It's time to crown our big winner. Let's bring back our finalist, Tyler Krause, who works for his sister, but she's not his direct supervisor, <laughs> and Patrick Drizlane, who takes naps covered in coins. Guru Greg Pliska, take it away.
5: Tyler and Patrick, your final round is called Walk, Don't Run. Every answer will contain one of three natural human gates. Walk, skip, or run. For example, if I said it's the 1993 movie about the Jamaican bobsled team, you would answer Cool Runnings. Because that has the word run in it. Our big winner will receive an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube, signed by Diane Guerrero. Now, we rolled a 20-sided die backstage, and Tyler is going first. Here we go. Tyler, in 2017, this reality show, hosted by Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn, aired its 16th season. Uh, runway. Project Runway. That is correct. <laughs> Patrick, this Atlantic City attraction is the most expensive property on a standard Monopoly board. Uh, Boardwalk. Boardwalk is correct. Tyler, this hip-hop group teamed up with Steven Tyler to record a cover of Walk This
4: Way. Uh, Run DMC. Correct. <laughs> Patrick, she is Barbie's younger sister.
5: Skipper. Very good. Correct. Tyler, this Mattel card game is based on the old game Spite and Malice. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. The correct answer is Skipbow. Never heard of it. It's got skip <laughs> in the answer there. All right, Patrick, this toy popular in the 1990s challenged users to hop over a rotating ball attached to one's ankle. Skip it. That is correct. <laughs> Tyler, he's the cartoon character Wiley E. Coyote fails to catch.
4: Uh, oh, boy. I should really know this, but I'm, I'm blanking. Not sure. No, I'm sorry.
5: We were looking for Road Runner. Oh, my God. Yeah.
4: There it is. That one, yes.
5: <laughs> Patrick, it's the TV series starring Chuck Norris who subdued criminals using martial arts. Walker,
6: Texas Ranger. That is
5: correct. We are at the halfway point. Patrick is in the lead four to two. Tyler, 21st birthdays are not celebratory occasions in this dystopian novel adapted into a 1976 sci fi film.
4: Uh, I'm forgetting everything right now. Oh, no,
5: nothing. The answer is Logan's Run. Logan's Run. Patrick, Shel Silverstein wrote this children's poetry collection published in 1974. Where the sidewalk ends? That is correct. (laughs) All right, so here's the situation. Patrick is in the lead 5-2. to Tyler, if you get this question wrong, Patrick will win the game. Tyler, it's America's second most popular brand of peanut butter. Skippy. Skippy is (laughs) correct. knew that one. Okay, the score now is five to three. Patrick, if you get this question right, you will win. The tiniest puppy in the litter is known as this. It's a runt. That is correct, Patrick.
2: (laughs) Tyler, you're fantastic. Thank you so much. Well done. Big hand for Tyler, everybody. And congratulations, Patrick, you're our winner. And that is our show. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Greg Pliska. Hey, my name, anagrams to Sparkle Gig. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Thou Jolta Cannon. Our puzzles were written by Andrew Kane, Madeline Kaplan, Carol Lee, and senior writers Kyle Beakley and Karen Lurie, with additional material by Will Hines. Our acting senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal. Ask Me Another is produced by Sylvie Douglas, Mike Katzeff, Travis Larchuk, Julia Melfi, Kiara Powell, Denny Shin, and Ramel Wood, along with Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. we Recorded by Damon Whittemore, Rick Kwan, Noriko Okabe, and David Hurtgen. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House, Hot Heel Blues, and our production partner, WNYC. I'm her ripe begonias, Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. <laughs> Next time on Ask Me Another, we're joined by actor Nick Kroll from The Kroll Show, Broadway's Oh Hello, and the Netflix animated series Big Mouth. And we'll play a game called Best of the Fest, where contestants will have to guess real festivals from ones we just made up. So join me, Ophira Eisenberg, for NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Betterment. Confusing eye contact with a mysterious stranger is never chill. But Betterment is the investing app that lets you be totally chill about your finances. Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. With the Spark Cash Plus card, you earn unlimited 2% cash back on every purchase for your business.